Welcome into The Drive with A.D. and Raf. Former Husker football national champion, speaker, and author, Aaron Davis. Nebraska will win the national championship. The Cornhuskers beat Miami. It is history, 13-0, and bring that trophy back to Lincoln. Former Arena Football League quarterback, former head coach of the Capital City Crush, and guru of Husker football history, Chris Rath. 25 straight wins for the Cornhuskers. One of the most dominating stretches in college football history. We may have seen one of the best teams in the history of college football tonight. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, everybody, we're back. We're back again. The wires pulled. Are you all tangled up? I lost my wire. What are you guys doing? All right, we're back again. This is the drive. 93.7, the ticket. It's Tuesday. AD, we've got another practice going on right now down at the Hawks Field House. I don't think you're plugged in, bro. He's not. He has no idea what he's even I'm saying. back now. Yeah, I was like, uh, dude, you're talking AD, but the, you're holding the cord right in your hand in front of me. Well, my, the, <laughs> the, mic, the mic was still working, yeah. so we were, we were good. We were good. We are good. We're back. We got a little flustered there for a second. We're back. We're fine. Everything's fine. Yes, we made fine. it. They got spring, another spring ball going on today. Uh, Nick is down there. Uh, well, Sipple's down there as well. Um, so, yeah, the, the, as the beat goes on, they keep things rolling. Fellas, how, how crucial is spring ball? Because you notice in the clips they have the uh, tape on the front of the guys, how much of their names on them. Yep. Uh, that's where we're at right now. And that these guys, some of these guys, I mean, you're still learning names. Yep. Rico and Rav, how do you guys go about this as a coach trying to figure out buy-in? Who's buying? I mean, what's your approach going into this? What's the vibe going in? Well, I think if they made it to spring ball, they're pretty well bought in because seeing some of the things they had to do for their mat drills and for their – their off-season conditioning and everything. If you're still here, I kudos to you because that stuff looked rough. Um, and and I think that to gauge the buy-in, I, I think that if they're here right now, they're all bought in. Um, they know, they realize that by the end of this, some of them aren't going to be able to be on the team. So if they've stuck it out this long and they're continuing to stick it out knowing very well that at the end of this, they might have to find a new team in a very short amount of time. Hmm. I think they're very well bought in. I think they're they're hmm. willing to go that extra mile to do whatever you ask for them so that they can make the team and be able to represent the University of Nebraska. Um, but spring ball is, is supremely important in, in building, starting that foundation that you're going to build on top of for the rest of the season. Raph, what's your thoughts, man? Um, I thought have kind of changed through the years. I used to always think that buy-in was key. Now I'm to the point now that it's not really so much about the buy-in. It's more about the coaching staff and the people that are down there going, this is the way it's going to be. Either you're with this or you're not. You know, I think once, if you're trying all, all the time, trying to get people to buy in, it seems like you're always trying to, you know, make things a certain way so they'll buy in. Mm -hmm. But I like the way the staff is like, this is the way we do our things. You know, some players are going to love it. There might be some players that might not like it, and they might not be here at the end of spring ball. Mm -hmm. But at least you're going to know at the, end, at the end of spring, you know, where you're sit, sitting with your players. I love the tape on the helmets. I, I mean, it's I, I like the direction that they're going. But, like, at the end of the day, like we always say, you know, show it to me out on the field. But I like I like the way – it's going so far from what I've seen. 
And did you hear Nash Hutmacher the last time? He was one of the pressers after practices. Um, he was talking about this isn't, you know, with the new coaching staff, it's not their way of doing things. This is our way of doing exactly. things now. We're, we are all one yep. one group, one team. It's not their way or the highway. This is our way. This is the way yep. that we will do things. You know, I'm going to kick back against both of you a little bit. I Ooh, think I, th- I, th- I think you do have to have buy-in. If a player does not want to be a part of that system, he doesn't believe in these coaches, yep. they're leaving. So to your point, Ralph, I think it's twofold. But, but buy-in and belief, I think, are two different things, wouldn't you say? I can believe something not be bought into it. Really? So like, yeah, that's cool, but I'm not, I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. You know, so I think you have to um, – um, uh, to your point, coaches have to set a standard and not compromise like what you're saying. I have to decide if I'm a player that wants to buy into yeah. that type of coaching style. Because, perfect example, there's some guys don't like being coached hard. Mm-hmm. They just don't like it. So the coach is not going to compromise the way that they're going to establish their program, their culture, the way of doing things. But if a player is not bought in and say, I like that type of coaching, they're not going to be here, nor do I want them here. Or anywhere else as far as that goes. You know, as far, if I was going to be coaching there or a team that I cared about. So I think it takes both. It takes a coach to set a standard yep. and say, this is the way it's going to – expectations, this is the way it's going to be. Yep. Then you got to have players that say, you know what? Now, here's a point, right? To your point, I see what you're saying because I think it's more semantics than anything else. Whether you buy it or not, we ain't changing. Exactly. We're not changing. Mm-hmm. Hence why I said earlier, mm-mm, I don't care who you are. You got to earn everything you get here. Yep. Everything you get here. If you don't have a player that wants to buy into that, first of all, I don't want that type of player here. I don't want a type of player you have to have constantly coddling them. Now, I do understand this, and this is reality. This is not coddling. This is reality. In this day and age of NIL, you got to rec- in transfer portal, you have to recruit your roster daily. Yep. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. Because think about this. There's that, I'm not getting, putting the carpet, head, uh, the carpet before the horse here. But segue it back to basketball just for a quick second. We'll, we'll talk more oh, about this. Oh, not at the again. At the 930 part. Miami paid that point guard $800,000 in NIL money. Nigel Pack. Yes, Nigel Pack. So, Rico, I'm going to get your points on that rap as well when we, when we segue into that. But my point is, for the sake of the football, buy-in, culture, expectations, but you still got to recruit that roster every day. And right now, we're at, what, 95 scholarships? We got to get down to 85? I think we might still be above ninety five. I got yeah, we're still. I, yeah. We'll have to check Nick's spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah, we're still over it. Yeah, I, I, I just think, uh, I, I think there's some things we still gotta. There's still some guys who are gonna fade out after the yeah. spring, and I don't, I'm not necessarily fade out. There's gonna be some guys who are gonna be asked. Listen, yeah, we're gonna go another direction, mm-hmm. and that's just bottom line. But that's why I'm saying I think that everybody right now is bought in because they know, like everybody knows, their number could be called at the end of this. That's right. That's and right. and you you're gonna have a very short amount of time to find a new team to get yourself settled to get yourself situated with whoever wherever you decide to go wherever you end up going, and right now at this current moment you want to be a member of the Nebraska Cornhuskers so mm-hmm. I think they're all very well bought in because they're taking that risk where if you weren't bought in all the way you'd be gone already oh and it was it's gonna show yeah. Yeah. It's going to show. And if you're showing it, if you're not bought in and you're not working hard in practice, guess what? You're going to be one of those guys that's gone. Yeah. And I think – and, and the, old way, the old way wasn't working. That, that's what I, I, I go back to. <laughs> you think? The old way wasn't working. So when, it, when, when, when you see, like, the video that we were talking about – Which we're going to talk about in a second would, here. And I kind of preface it with that. Mm-hmm. And you have a coach yelling at a player, and everybody's like, oh, my God. Oh, it's like <laughs> they're setting the tone down there. To, to be the best or to be one of the best, it takes it takes hard coaching. It takes it takes being physical. 
to be physical, like I know Sean Payton, Bronco talk, sorry. Oh, gosh. But he, but, but, <laughs> but he, but he, he's saying it. He's like, if you're going to be a physical football team, mm-hmm. you've got to tackle. You've got, you've, got to, you've got to play. So henceforth, the Broncos are going to play their starters in preseason this year because you've got to play. You've, you've got to. You've got to get reps. I've never, seen, I've, I've never seen a team that's been good to where they weren't, where they weren't coached hard. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, at the beginning, yeah, these players might not, they might be upset with the coaches what they're putting them through. But at the end of the year, when when they get receiving all their roses and all their rings and all their stuff, usually it's those coaches that were the players like that coach worked me harder than anybody ever has. But I respect him the most because they they made they made me what I am. Mm-hmm. So, and the old way, I just didn't I didn't think it was that. I I'll be honest, I I be like oh man not being physical not being coached hard and i think right now a lot of the a lot of the stuff down in the spring is they're probably breaking a lot of these players of the habits that they had mm-hmm. that they had so and there is a difference between coaching hard and being a jerk oh like, exactly. there's, a, there's exactly. a massive difference you totally. can you can coach hard and be one of the nicest people oh. and the players love you you can you can oh. uh and there's a way that you can not coach hard and still be a jerk oh. and nobody likes you you're one of the one you of get the, walked all over one of the hardest one of the hardest coaches that i'd ever been around john larson the old southeast basketball coach creek mm-hmm. basketball coach what 10 10 state championships you talk to any one of his girls they all love and adore him still to this day mm-hmm. but his practices were, in my days at Southeast, I'd say his practices were probably the hardest of any of the coaches at Southeast. But but at the end of the day, the one that got most of the results it worked. Was coach, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it worked. I I have no tolerance, um, no patience for soft players. Just none. I, I just don't. I I don't have any patience for it. I have no tolerance for it. Um, if you don't work hard. You know, you don't get the results. It's the bottom line. You know, if you um, um, if you want to achieve great things, it's going to take great effort. And any coach worth his or her salt is going to pull and flush and bend yep. and make you uncomfortable to get that best out of you. Yep. And if you're and if you're a premier athlete, and I don't even mean physical ability, but I'm just talking about you have a wheel and the desire to be a premier athlete and to win. You're going to welcome that. Is it always going to feel comfortable? Hell no, it's not. Exactly. There could be days, man, you are pissed off, you are tired, but that's who you find out who you are. This particular thing that we're talking about, there's a clip that went out uh, back on the 23rd, so today's 28th. That would have been last week, last Friday, give Mm -hmm. or take. Where Nebraska's running back coach, uh, E.J. Bartle, says he's uh, holding, what I'm calling it, he's holding uh, one of our players. You can say names. There's a video out there. Yeah, no, I'm I'm checking. I'll make sure I don't screw it up. A.J. Allen. A.J. Allen. It's AJ Allen. Yeah, I didn't care less about saying names, but I, wanted, I didn't want to say the wrong one. I was like, no, what's the other one? That's oh, why I scroll AD down. can say a name. Yeah, yeah. Believe me, may not be the right one, but I'm gonna say it. <laughs> like, who's that guy? Mama call him Clay. I'm call him Clay. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a play, and AJ Allen's going through this machine. And that machine, I'm gonna tell you, and other running backs who have done it. I, w- I didn't play running back, but sometimes receivers we use this thing uh, in high school level. This machine will beat you up. Yeah, so, I've never used that machine, yeah. but I've heard it's very unforgiving. Yes, oh, and, unforgiving. And, and that, stiff. Ma- that machine down there, I forgot who said it, but brand new machine. Yes, yeah. uh, I think Jay said Jay Foreman yeah, said that brand the new, new machine. So, so it's, it's not, not forgiving at all yet. It's like getting there's no, hit. There's no over and over. Yeah, there's Those no look, giving it. They it's look pretty like stiff. Uh, they look like uh, uh, bowling pins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like running through a bowling pins. Used to get the ball knocked out of you. Yep. The point of being, there's a clip on there where Coach Bartles basically says, jog back. No, run back. Run back. Well, AJ's still just jogging. 
He sells it probably two or three times. He says, get out of line. AJ's out. There were people going, oh, well, wait a minute. Maybe you look. What? <laughs> Coach Solich may have kicked him. Like, literally. Yeah. He brought him back to do but, to do the jump cut once already because he went through. He didn't yes. jump cut correctly. Yes. Yeah. And when he went through, he's like, no, come back. He's you need to jump. He, what did he say? Uh, uh, um laterally with the with the with they the line of scrimmage he's like you need to ah maybe but it'd be, it'd be, the thing, yeah, yeah, it would be great and he's like you need to jump cut you need to do this you need to do that so he did it again it's still you could kind of tell he didn't really like like the way that he did it but he went through and yeah he told him to come back he's like run back run back run back mm-hmm. aj run back he said that last time and then he didn't run back and he goes aj out of line aj's done aj's done and, and then what i will say about that too to me you know a lot of people are like oh no oh why is he yelling at me stuff I kind of saw the old being broken and the new. So maybe the old way, maybe they ran through the machine and walked back or whatever. The new is like, nope, we're hightailing it. Get to your spot. We're moving. We're always moving. We're always on the hop. We're always moving. I'll tell you what. I can't tell you a time we were were ever allowed to walk back to anything. Anything. You were running the whole time. The only time you weren't running is when there was was no play going on. You know, your special teams going on. But every drill, I mean, it's always moving. You're always moving. Because the thing about this, how you practice is how you play. And how you do some things on the football field is how you do a lot of things. And was that same? It was that. And I'm not knocking AJ, first of all, not knocking a kid. What I am saying, though, is they are breaking and weeding out old habits. If you practice casually, if you return the ball casually, you start having casualties in big times of the ball games. Yep. Because then you start seeing those things, they start wearing their ugly heads in ball games where I don't have to go as hard on this play here. Maybe it's play action, so I'll just kind of just give a, a half effort. No, yeah. you practice that way all the time. Yep. Because those things show up in crucial situations. Yep. How many times do we shoot ourselves in the foot in crucial situations because of small things like that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Over and over again. Yep. One person out of position. Exactly. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. This year, offsides calls and false starts, I bet they drastically cut down. Because I guarantee you, if they have those in the game, I, they'll be either be running stairs or doing push-ups or something. Remember when, I see a lot of we had old Dave Rimmington on yep. the show. How many false starts do you have? What one, I think, if that. One. Uh, William Washington had, had one as an entire career. Entire career. And as the a one, tight end. And the one the one false start he got called on, he thought it was wrong, but came back the next play and put a seal block on and Kelvin took it like eighty yards down the sideline. The thing that you know that I, I want to see, um Chase B, you're spot on. They start taking plays off, and they start taking games off. That's how we lose yep. to somebody like Georgia. So you better believe it. Yep. Uh, Don, appreciate you. He says, watching, listening to The Drive on Channel 951 on my Allo TV is pretty cool. Appreciate you, man. Um, Do I have gonna... a face for TV? What's up? Asked if I had a face for TV. My wife said I had a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm on TV, so joke's on her. Rico's eyes like, you know what? Well, before, why do you always turn off the lights when I get home? <laughs> like, I just hey, like your voice. <laughs> before we go to break, um, sad news to Scott. Scott, we appreciate you passing this on, but it says, hey, guys, Jimmy Burroughs on TV right now, Fox News, talking about his parents' home that lived in Mississippi for years that it got destroyed in the tornado. Sad day for everybody. I don't know if you guys caught that, but I was watching the um, – um, around and watch the evening news, and man, in that small—I forget the small town of Mississippi where it's at—but it was like a fifty-nine miles. Uh, se- it was on the ground for seventy minutes, man. Seventy minutes that thing was on the ground, fifty-nine miles wide. So our hearts and prayers go out to the people there in Mississippi, and also to the folks in Nashville, Tennessee, at that school. I—I I, I can't. 
it's, I'm not going to go very deep into it. We all seen what happened, the, the, the mass shooting that took place at that church school yesterday in Nashville, Tennessee. Three kids that were killed, three uh, teachers that were killed as well. Uh, heart just aches for those folks uh, that are going through that. And also the two men just on 48th and Pioneers yesterday. Yeah. Um, lady, on uh, from what it sounds like, Rico and Rav, uh, ran them over on purpose. I don't know the situation. I mean, there's all sorts of things of what's been said. Um, I haven't read the official police report when they came out with that. Apparently, there may have been some um, uh, some anger with the management. Who knows? Never excuse for that. But uh, a lot of people with heavy hearts this morning. Uh, so thanks for sharing that with us this morning. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. We appreciate you for sharing this for us. But yeah, just a, a hard deal that people are going through today. So although we're talking about sports and the whole big things are meaningless, hopefully that's a good uh, distraction on a temporary segue for people that are going through some serious stuff this morning. So, folks, we appreciate you sticking with us. When we come back, we're going to talk more Husker football because I want to talk more about that as well. Uh, coaching, uh, coaching hard. How do you get guys to uh, to weed them out? And Rico, think about this: Do we get under eighty? Do we get eighty-five? And who do we lose? Oh, we're yeah. going to have to. It will. We're going to have yeah. to. Also, there's a little bit of quarterback, not news, but uh, something to keep your eye Interesting. on. Interesting. In the next coming days, and Absolutely. I got a Ralph's good take. Absolutely. All right. Up next on the drive.